No. Do you ever wear them? Mm-mm. Is your hearing still okay? Like after <laughs> all the years? <laughs> she looked up. Like, oh. Uh, it's okay, yeah. No, I know. Mine's not. <clears throat> Mine's not. There's no, no way. No way. That many years, like in front of speakers? Do you doesn't do you wear earplugs? Now I do, yeah, because of a cook cookbook. He he always wears them, and he got me to wear them now, like at concerts, anyways. Can you, you turn mine down a little bit? Too? Yeah. Thank you. Check 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 check, check right yeah. there. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah um, there's well, there's some like specialty. Did you get like some specialty ones or like just like the cheap basic? No, nah, I just buy the disposable. Because there's these specialty ones that um, my friend Myra gave me, and like you hear. Like, you can have conversations, like, at a concert. It's, oh. like, really clear. I don't know. How does that work? It's pretty dope. Are though. they, like, electronic? They're just, they're, like, I don't know, maybe? There's some sort of a special design to them. You couldn't quite clarify. I'm going to look them up. Like a, like a chip or? <sighs> it, yeah, it's like a noise like canceling. Little, yeah, it's something like that. But, like, it's just, like, a special kind of, des- it's not electronic. Like, it's not on, but just the way that it's designed like the and, like, the material. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. it's kind of interesting. That's pretty dope. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, they use it because, you know, we we go out to events a lot. and Yeah, we think. Well, you, well, yesterday when we were at the um, that, at 60s event, mm. the DJ was, it, that was the first time a DJ asked me, like, hey, do you, do you guys have earplugs? And I never, no. I was oh. like, yo, we, we should have earplugs at every event because people probably need yeah. earplugs. Dude, my, my boy Alan, um, he's a producer, and he had, like, at some point he had his headphones on and had, was like, doing something on the mixer and something popped and he oh got this, and he lost his hearing right no he's he has his hearing it's a constant oh. yeah see that's the kind of shit and, that scares me yeah i'm like not his, trying to fuck with that that's yeah. his whole life now like that's the new norm and every once in a while the frequency changes just a little bit but all day every day he can't get that fixed no it's like it's like a disorder that he has to live with for the rest oh. of his life so he likes yeah because ear like eardrum damage is forever yeah yeah, no. you can't reverse your... It's not reverse. No. They haven't figured out that technology yet. So on that incredibly sad note, we should start the show. <laughs> All, right. All right. Oh, my God. And that was Bell the Wonder, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't flush the toilet. You are now tuned in to the Crappy Awesome Podcast. Welcome to another noise-canceling episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. We're your host, the Diego Brown Project. I am Mr. Arash, even though nobody calls me Mr. And with me is Kill C. Ray, even though we'll just call him Chris. Hey, yeah. We're, of course, brought to you by Platform Collection, the amazing, stupendous, fabulous website where you can go and look at all kinds of music videos and essays and content that will keep you busy for the next 43 hours Word. straight. Maybe yeah. that's going to be a new thing. Yeah. Like a random number. <laughs> uh, while you're there, make sure you check out... Uh, what would you do there for 43 hours? Um, I, it's I my know. site, and I don't even know what you would do there for 43 hours. I watch... You guys have... There's a lot of content. There's a lot, there. of, a lot content, of content, but... Yeah, true. like I went, I, I went on that website, and I was like, Did you Whoa. put at least an hour in? I put enough time to be like to know that it was confused. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was like there's so much. There, yeah. It's so time much. for me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what my name is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably put it on. Oh, I don't know. 
Kill C Ray's Let It Rain music video and just put that on repeat for 40 hours. Just straight. so you can get views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can watch more of the video that I did. Good, man. Think about uh, everybody. There we go. <clears throat> Mostly me. Uh, <laughs> while you're there, check out our sibling podcast. There's Life on the Road with 60 East. Yeah. Really, though? Oh, I just really, did though? That. I you just, just did went that. 60 East? Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. You're doing the rotations. So, like, yeah. next, you got to go on Really, Though? With Cookbook. <laughs> with Cookbook. <laughs> Uh, orchestrated, hosted by Noah James and Lisa J. Yeah, shout out to them. Proof of Life Radio, hosted by Kali. Kali. Status Escalate, Kali. hosted by Kali. <laughs> and also, make sure to check out Bars Weekly. Kali. Hosted by Kali. He's killing it. He's taking over half That's our fucking network. That's a dude who hosting serious. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. That's all over at platformcollection.com. Also, the Ghetto Blaster podcast, hosted by Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Pretty fresh. By Muds One. Nah. Like it's kind of, it's pretty fresh. He Check that out. It. He named it. I know. It's not like we're. Very Muds One of him. Yeah. Uh, the Two Mex Hologram Podcast. And make sure to check out Two Mex back on K Day with Water to Plants. That is on at 2 a.m. till about 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Saturday night. That's about the time that you're rolling home after being at the club. Doing we're stuff assuming, you shouldn't be doing. We're assuming all of our listeners go to the club on Saturday. Making night. mistakes. <laughs> making some, huge. I'm pretty sure most of our listeners don't go to yeah. the club. I don't know if some of our listeners will be allowed into the club. It's true. <laughs> that is good. They'd probably go to a grungy point. dive bar. Probably somewhere. not dressed for it. No. <laughs> no, not with those shoes. Uh, and of course, Two Max Hologram Radio is still going long, hard, and strong with a pimp limp. <laughs> Make sure to check that out. Uh, the links are all over at platformcollection.com, but the, the listening platform of choice is TuneIn Radio. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. Shout out to our sponsors, Stay Illuminated. For all your fresh gear and lifestyle needs, visit stayilluminated.com and utilize the code CRAPPYAWESOME for free shipping on Word. any order. On any order. And are you still saying Tony's hand delivering? Only if you're in L.A. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I mean, then it's Lenoski. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you live in Canada, He's ever driving the the delivery truck. Yeah, yeah. That day. If, you, if you live in Canada, Lenoski will yeah. drive so if to I your order path. something from Stay Lemonade, I get a, a delivered by Lenoski. Well, are you out of the? Yeah, you're out of the L.A. County yeah. area. That's yeah. Lenoski's area. Yeah, yeah, right? oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Tony has L.A. Lenoski has the rest of the globe. Right. <laughs> I think he also does Uber Eats if you need that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. I mean, he's got to make his PhD money somehow. That's true. Uh, Peep, our creative partners over at waterdeplants.org. Water to Plants is a music incubator uh, in the L.A. area. Make sure to check that out. Lots of interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Platform Collection. That is one word all spelled out. And on Twitter at Platform Collect. No shun. With no shun. Uh, and uh, Burner Podcast. Yeah. Hosted by yours truly. Yours truly means me, by the way. Yours truly. Yeah. That covers the Burning Man. Not like Fora? No, not Fora. But like truly. you. Me. Like actually you. Actually me. Not Fora. Covers the Burning Man community. That's over at burnerpodcast.com. There's links over to it at Platform Collection. Yes. They're getting better. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. You're linked the up. Last show. We got you. Uh, tell them about Stitcher and iTunes and all yeah, that. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Spreaker, Spreaker, go over to platformcollection.com. You can hear every episode all the way back to episode zero. Not sure why you'd want to go back that far. I know, what a weirdo. It wasn't good, Chuck. You know, what, what I experience a lot, people will discover a podcast, they'll listen to a couple of episodes, and they're like, oh, I like this, and then yeah. they go to the beginning. And that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, you should. I'm going to say that you right now. Lose all respect for <laughs> me at least. Start, like, we, I say, like, blimes, well, she wasn't even, it was oh, blimey at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Start there. Yeah. 
Number what number is it? 65? 65, I believe. That was her first time on? That was her very first. That was, weirdly enough, yeah. today we're here with Vel, mm. who's like the last person in that video, that initial video that honestly like got us like connected in this scene. It only took 300 episodes. It only took 300 <laughs> episodes for her to Are show Are you guys up. at 300? Yeah. Well, we're past yeah. that. What are we past at? that now? Three what? 305 or something. Oh, really? That was like 320 or something. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't do numbers. But nonetheless, dude, Vel the Wonder, welcome. Thank you so Thank much you. for being on the show. Thank you. It's Thank you. amazing to have you. Once a rider forever, stay riding it better than fight it against the suppliers to fix it like dials and kitchens. Stove top broke off, but I couldn't tell. We use the same shit to turn the TV on well. Saturday morning cartoons to keep the calm room. Conversations with no one over a cereal bowl on top of carpet. Cocoa puffs floating in a plastic bowl with a built-in straw. Makes it easier for you to milk it all. Running around thinking mom's room was the biggest in reality yo we could barely even fit the fridge in tv runs the game when mom's away dad's always working now well i trying to watch me yo but i keep putting working yo at a younger age i had the innocent phase but with my mother's aid i turned my fear into rage and with my love for pain i found a loss i could gain golden era instrumentals a positive thing i'm just a lead off hitter trying to advance to the next base your pictures looking to change it but can't handle my next phase Bunted the ball rolls now i'm racing around first base stunning my call goes if he hasn't thrown it run it the crowd roars fuck it i slided around more quick enough to touch it i grab floor reach up and sit up on my ground more the blue yell safe but who else did it i stood on base mooded i got my hood on face born with it write it out with some form in it advancing ahead of the game informative watch my style go don't stop me male or female don't at me i am the imperial mc not even material can stretch me got hot rhymes yet use my period against me label me up staple my whole catalog in a bag sell it for eight to ten bucks plus a Ramen in a bag, chicken and beef, but I'm quick on my beef, so let me chop sticks and pick up sick on these beats. Yo, at a younger age, I had an innocent phase, but with my mother's aid, I turned my fear into rage, and with my love for pain, I found a loss I could gain. Golden era instrumentals, a positive thing. I worked the whole nine innings, over time's the most high hitting. Like when you picture a mental image visualizing me, seems the most fitting when I fall in a margin. A promise to tomorrow is as killer as ours. The majority wins, but we both know the votes out of hand. Yo, POTUS not the one who you think it command. You'll say resilient. Yo, my people can see know what Philly is. When we walk down the street, yo, can you really dance? When I drop on the beat, cash trying to see if they be more proper than me. But it's hard to be brilliant, more than just a little bit. You about as common as one dollar in a million. I've been doing this for too long to be irrelevant. They make profit off my culture. I'm living for the hell of it. This all goes back to my name and how I'm really spelling it. I better reap these benefits. That's two out of four elements. What better way to tell them than a rap song about graffiti? And how she always needs me. Yo, ain't no competing. Yo, nothing greedy. I'm just the one who's holding her hand. Yo, better than anything she had planned from a man. And if he want to step up, yo, I could check him too. Recommend debt him for press. Collect my money, that's due. So if he doesn't step up, he needs to step down. Me and my sisters are born with it. Filler, we don't get crowns. Killer, we gon' get down. Milk it to the breast now. Yes, I'm capable of crime. Don't mean I'm gon' confess now. You... You're gearing up like for another push with a new project. Yeah. Definitely. Is this a project a year so far for the last two years? Are you doing what are you averaging right now? Project wise. Uh, so in the last eight eight months I released two projects. Yeah. Yeah. Full length. Wow. Full length, yeah. Prior to that it had been um two thousand 
two years, three years. So three years. it had been three years since I. Man, it was yeah. three years. Yeah, Lace of Pearls dropped in uh, January first, two thousand fourteen. Wow. And Melatonics was the second project to drop. That was December second, two thousand sixteen. And then I dropped Joyride in August twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. Wow. wow. You like Dave Chappelle did. Like came back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full length she's things. Like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I'm you know, out. I'm back. Like after Lace Again. of Pearls, like, Lace of Pearls, like the first project for me to come out with or even like really put together. And after that, I was just trying to figure out what I was gonna do, what I wanted to do, and how I wanted to do it. But do you feel? Well, okay, wait. Let's back up though. So people, this is your first time on the show, so I definitely want people to catch up who may not be familiar, which would be really weird if no. you listen to the show. <laughs> but um. You you started rapping around what age? Or like what point in your life? High school, junior high? Uh, I'd say, well, I mean, I'd, I definitely got into the elements early on in probably like middle school. Yeah, sure. and you say, you say elements of hip-hop, I'm assuming, and did you know, how did you discover like even the elements of hip-hop? Um, just definitely uh, growing up, uh, listening to music that my dad would play, my dad was a DJ um, prior hmm. to me being born, so he okay. had, he had a lot of West Coast music playing. Um, but I think when I got to middle school and my environment that I grew up in, um, I actually had a couple homegirls that were a little bit older than me that um, did graph and listen to hip hop, and that's where I found my first first group of inspiration from. What like what kind of kid were you? Were you? I mean, I like... was um, I was really really shy, like, yeah, beyond shy, like fucking would get heebie-jeebies if somebody wanted to talk to me like i was super shy i played sports my whole entire life yeah um i i was really like um honor roll student i had like really good grades okay but then when i got to middle school it, it all changed because of um i'd say um marijuana oh really oh yeah. that's the gateway drug <laughs> good lord no. i think that because i think uh after i um kind of started smoking weed i realized like oh shit like i'm tripping like i don't yeah I, you know i loosened up a lot more i started like really exploring like something other than what like school had taught me you know like a systematic but what routine. age is this uh like 12 13? okay so i mean yeah. obviously you know like that's it's not like it's like not a generalized way of like somebody growing up Right, like you've heard, you've had to hear uh, enough stories at this point. in my neighborhood, it was kind of normal. You're, so you're saying in your neighborhood, everybody at 12 was smoking weed and yeah. then opening their minds. Uh, oh, what they did after smoking weed, I don't yeah. know. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about that point because you know that point. Probably anybody, anybody who's ever... I think even if it wasn't mm -hmm. for weed, though... Um, you were already, already going that direction. Yeah, that was already the uh, the like routine that I was headed towards, you know? Yeah. More of like an artistic... Um, style, I think. I was really into, like, drawing and okay. colors, and um, I had some homegirls that were, like, a year older than me that um, had, like, black books. That was, like, the first time I ever seen a black book was another from another girl. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, so th that, regardless of smoking weed, I think that was already in that okay. direction. And then, like, one of the things that definitely for, at least for me as a listener of your music, something that's like really defined what you do is like the layers of of thought. There's a lot of stuff that you write where it feels like it's not for anybody but you. And then there's stuff that you write where you could tell it's for a lot of other people. Um, 
you're one of those people who also like creates characters based on real, based on not. Um, that kind of complex artistry isn't something that, for the most part, dude, like I'm telling you, after 300 episodes, we've talked to a ton of different artists. 305. It's, not, it's, it's 305. It's, it's not that common because people who do end up like that end up on shows talking about that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, so okay. it's, not, it's not that common. So for you, was there something that sparked it? Like, was there something that... I mean, was your dad, like, encouraging this? Like, hey, go out there and be, like, what? No, like... Because you were also shy, so... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to figure out what was the mix that uh, sparked. Was it a book? Was it a... What? I don't know. Like, a movie? You know, I think it was just, like, um, shit that had led up to it. So I was, like, already into hip-hop. I started going to a lot of hip-hop festivals. Yeah. Um, I was already into graph. I moved from where I had grown up from. Yeah. And then uh, once I moved, it was really boring where I moved to. So I just spent all my time trying to learn how to paint and uh, got more into that. And then pretty much after I graduated, I was just running around. Doing that? Yeah. Just I I think I was uh, for sure just living in my environment, in my my elements, definitely. Right. So did you... um was there anything happening in your life at that time that was, like, introducing you to anything beyond, like, those limits? Like, like did you, did you, did you care? Like, did you, did you even want to go beyond those limits? Were you so, like, immersed Mm-mm. with what you were doing? Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I had no, like, planned or... Yeah. No, nothing like that. No. The reason I ask is because it seems like you've, at least from an outsider looking in, right? And And this is... Like, part of our job is to pay attention to this shit. So, one of the things that I, like, notice is that your, like, career-wise, it seems... And I don't know. Again, from an outsider looking in, I don't know the inner dynamics. But it does seem like you are definitely on a path that you're, like, determined to define. Like, you're not... When there are people... Because, dude, I've heard all the conversations about... Vel should do this. Vel should do... Why is Vel not doing this thing? Or Vel could be... It's always Vel could be. And I have to think at that, at this point, and I don't know, I could be wrong. It could be more of a newer thing. But business-wise, marketing-wise, all that... I'm sure you understand all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. So it is... Are you making a conscious choice to not like follow some of these paths like, yeah for sure absolutely. so for sure it's a conscious yeah. i'm it's, not I, doing it's that. pretty much like everyone likes to tell me you know what i could be doing sure um who i should be working with i bet um you know why i haven't done certain things yeah and it's at the end of the day it's like the super fucking coolest part about it is it's my decision yeah and it's always been my decision and i think that's like what this is probably the reason why I keep doing what I'm doing is because I'm able to stay in control of what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the same people that are asking these questions are the same people that are still keeping up with me, you know? Sure, yeah, and I don't think, um, like, a lot of the circles where I hear the conversations, I, none of it seems to be coming from a place of, like, we don't like what she's doing. It's usually coming from a place of, like, I'm a super fan, and, man, it would be dope to see her, like, 
at whatever the next biggest platform they want to put there, right? For whoever they feel should be yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and so I, I know it comes from a good place. And as an artist, I understand the control factor. So when you look at the, like, the demographic of, like, you know, this is what's happening in the music scene. You're an artist. I would, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think this is something that has to be, like, clarified. Are you... Do you see yourself as someone who would like to make a living making rap records? Uh, in this and everything that comes with it. Obviously, I'm this, simplifying it. In this current state, yeah, definitely. That's, yes, that's pretty much what I'm. What I already do. Yeah. Um, for the rest of my life, absolutely not. But yeah. will I continue to like move forward and? evolve and absolutely yeah, of course that's, that's uh that's already the plan but what, what, I'm, I'm dying to know what you want to do <laughs> once this no. is done. i have uh i have a lot of things that i'd like to do a lot mm. is it still in the creative fields oh yeah for sure absolutely okay. but yeah. there's also some that i kind of you know that people may not have like a hunch yeah about. for yeah. sure definitely. so like and that's that's cool because because i've always wondered that too because because it seems like your fans and you have, man, you have like real fans and there's people like I, I, this was, I had the privilege of watching you perform last night yeah, and I, I've cool. never, I've never done that. I've never had a part where I had, it had to interview the person the next day. Oh, yeah. So the way I was watching the performance was different, you know? So yeah. it was very interesting to see. Here's one thing that you've always had, and I think you and I have talked about this on this show, mm. that you've had, um, the girls have just rode for you, like, mm -hmm. from the beginning, like, and one of the things that we've talked about on this show, and, I mean, I, like, the Cypher Effect thing, at this point, we all know the history of it, we all, we've talked about it on the show, we've dissected it, whatever, everything happens with it, but the regardless of what happened, the beauty of that moment is is part of the path that got us to where we're at right now period there's no arguing that that did happen why do i know that because it's what made us fall in love with it you know what i mean like yeah and then because of that now there's platform collection now there's pocket like so i understand like the connection to it and, and the importance of it but i also understand how like the thought of it could get draining like of okay that was this one moment but I can tell you, like I told Blimes, like I told Rev, I've told them all. I think that's mostly you guys because you guys were so close to it. I, I think your fans have grown with you. I think your fans have, they, they don't necessarily give a fuck about that anymore. anymore. Yeah, because sure. especially where you guys are all at right now, everybody is definitely in a distinct lane, has nothing to do with anybody else, what they're doing. But you guys define that, and because it began at that point, it's always going to be a point of interest because people are... Because here's, here's what's undeniable. A magic happened. Whatever that was, we can't define it or whatever, but a magic happened. And when you watch it, you can still see the magic. So we, we originally entered into this scene working with George. Like, we worked with George for a long time, you know? And George is cool. Yeah, and, and, and ultimately, when, when we decided not to work there anymore, it was nothing over a personal thing. It was simply creative. And so, 
us look, being able to see it from that standpoint and seeing it through his perspective, a lot of the credit for the whole thing was given to you. And I've heard it multiple times. And I just want to know if that was, was that the initial idea of that cipher? Can you clarify? Because I know blind, she couldn't remember. She was like, I don't remember exactly who contacted me. And there's a bunch of Gav. Gav's been on here, talked about it. Did you come to George with that idea? Yeah, I did. You reached out to him and said, why don't we do a female cipher? I reached out to him and asked him why there wasn't a female. Okay, okay. And up, and up into that point, there just hadn't been, period, right? That was the first been. one there. And were you observing, like, what he was doing with Cypher Effect before that? Or had at some point you guys made contact about doing a Cypher and then the idea came to you? I just, I, I kind of accidentally came across the Cypher Effect when mm-hmm. it was in its first stages. I think yeah. There was probably like less than 10 Cyphers, less than 20 Cyphers for sure. And, um... I was actually like into watching battle rap at that time. Yeah. No, I never had no interest in being a battle rapper ever. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool to watch those type of videos, and of course, like the cipher effect would pop up and recommend it. And I noticed that there wasn't a female cipher, and I just emailed him. I think he had like a like a you can contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the side or whatever, and I just asked him why there wasn't a female cipher. Like, are you were you in the habit of contacting random people on YouTube, <laughs> or this was just the one person yeah. that you? No, Why? I never contacted anybody. Was it something that just bothered you? Did it bother you? No, I, I was more, um, I guess I was just more curious of why had there not been one. Okay, because you know? this, is, this is the part that I think a lot of people always try to fill in, right? Like when they're looking at your career. There's things that are done very like systematically. Like you could see like, okay, there's a lot of thought from like the creation of the art to like how it's mixed how it plays in your car, like all that shit, you can hear that. And yet there's this whole other side where I feel like the audience feels like Vel just likes to float. Like Vel's just floating and like, and that, uh, I'm telling you as a fan, that always bothered me a little bit because I was like, I don't, I feel like you're kind of missing, like I felt like there was a lot of thought into it. Like, cause I don't, cause here's the thing. How many times, did, how long did we talk? Almost like a year straight, right? Where I didn't know, I can tell you honestly, it's dope to tell you to your face, by the way. Mm-hmm. I did not, I didn't buy it. The first time I saw the cipher, I was like, no, this has got to be way too well constructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too I was like, this is too, there's too much behind this. It's too perfect. Like, this is too perfect of a moment. And it was such a moment. And then I met George and I was just like, fuck. No, like, yeah, he's, he's flying by the seat of his pants right now. Like, oh, this is all fresh. Like, this is happening as we're talking about. This we thought, really was a moment. We thought like, there was, like, a corporate conglomerate behind yeah, it. Because and it there was a lot more design because, put into dude, it. And it made to look like thing. it was, you know, more street, but it really yeah. wasn't. And we've talked to, like, SP about this, too, right? Here's the thing. I don't know if any of you guys have ever thought about that. But of that formula that happened with that cipher and a lot of the business and marketing that came out of that has been copied thousands of times now and even outside of hip hop and the idea of those things and like collective energy and okay and then we can filter promotion out through the entire collective and then so on and so on and so on yeah. how we all know it like it's every day now yeah. but at that time it wasn't being done mm-hmm. that it caused a whole like and 
dude, every time I say it, I understand. I cringe too, but there isn't another way to explain the scene or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I know there's something. Yeah. There's magic happening all over the fucking place right now. And I feel like had that moment not happened, we wouldn't be on this trajectory. And I know that because I have dedicated six years of my life to figuring out why that happened. And I know it for a fact. We would not be here doing a lot of that stuff had that moment not happened. And so when I look at your career, it's hard for me to go like, oh, she's just out there winging it. Or she's just like, oh, she's such a free spirit that all of this is just chance. Because that doesn't, it takes, to me, it takes away a lot of credit to you having the ability to go like, okay, I need to do this thing. I want to fill this in. How much of your mind deals with like looking at social media as a tool, looking at what your music is doing numbers wise, like how much of it do you feel like you have to pay attention to? I mean, I should pay, I have to pay attention to all of it. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think in the recent time to come, I've definitely like given it more of my attention, uh, but it hasn't, uh, I still, I'm, I'm too creative, I feel like to really dedicate like 100% of myself yeah. to things like that. Yeah. Know? Um, I'm grateful to have a great team that helps me out with that. Is that new? Um, having having like a consistent team. Yeah, definitely. Within like the last year or so. Within the last couple of years. Okay. Um, was that when you started doing the videos with like left, right, and was it around that time when? Yeah, I'd say like around that time for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And up into that point, was it simply you just hadn't found a team, or you hadn't occurred to you to make a team? You know, I'm, I, I think people don't understand, like, that this is, like, my first five years of even making music. Yeah, yeah. So, and, th and that's what we're trying to get. I'm trying to get down to that, what those moves are really credited to. Because the actuality of it is I don't expect that there's... I'm trying to figure out, like, how much, like, business experience do you even have overall? Because if not, dude, you're running a great... I don't have any experience. Gotcha. This is all me learning. Learning as we're watching. This is all my trial and tribulation. Yeah. Lace of Pearls was the first thing that I ever put, I think, a thousand percent of myself into. Yeah. Uh, before you connected with the team, what was your thought process on how to push your project out? Was it just create it and let it out and see what happens? Or did you have an idea of the, I'm going to tease it this way and get it out this way? No. Uh, my whole hundred percent... Um, thought process of it was to make the best creative project that I would feel 100% satisfied mm -hmm. and then uh, let everyone have it for free, digitally at least. That way the world can experience it. Right. That was my process. But it's, it's kind of interesting because like with you specifically, it feels like there's a mystique that's been created around the lack of access yes. <laughs> and interviews. No, no, no. I, and I, that's what like, builds up a lot of this and industry. I'll, and I'll let you know, too, like the first three years of me making music, I made it a point not to do any interviews. Yeah. Why? Why? I didn't want to. But was it, okay, like was that... It didn't matter to me. It didn't matter to you. The, like, people finding out, like, who I was, that didn't matter to me. Mm. At least not yet. Yeah. Now I look at it in a different perspective to where me not allowing myself for people to listen to my music is just, it's it's taking away from their experience. Yeah. You know? Their interpretation of it all, really, yeah. Something but, that the different mm -hmm. part of it, though, is that there's lots of artists out there who are like, I don't care, I don't, doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. 
And yet somehow with you, it ended up contributing to your marketing. No. <laughs> with okay. lots of other well, artists. Which is why I think. And I'll tell you right now, yeah. I've been around other artists, pair artists of mine that when we go somewhere, they'll introduce themselves to people right then and there. They don't yeah. matter who they meet. Mm -hmm. The gas attendant, the, the clerk at Rouse. I've seen people like sure. people. And then me, I, I, I don't do that. I right. actually um, will deny like what I do. You know? Yeah. I don't know why. I just. So like this, this, because I mean, there's a part of you, right? That, and this is something that's, again, very unique to like. The only time you ever hear stories of like people growing up in, like public, right, is when we see we're watching them on TV or, right. That's what's so weird about this again scene, because there's a shitload of people that people pay very close attention to. I mean, a lot of attention to. And and mind you, if you, we just look at any other scene, Atlanta, Texas, Oakland, all of them, they all started the same way. This, it's just an evolution. There's a pushback against it at first. People don't know how to deal with publicity because it's a lot. Yeah. But you guys got, like, a lot of you guys got, like, a great big following where, dude, I've seen people cry at your concerts. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Like, yeah. you know, and... It's crazy when you think about that power and then you making the statement that, dude, I've only been in this for five years. Like, yeah, that's what's so crazy about it. Because usually you don't see that kind of response to something that isn't super well packaged. And so one of the things that I always said was the power of the scenes here, because we live in San Diego, which is even crazier Wow, you guys have been saying Yeah, so we've, I mean, but we've been doing it for six years, you know? So it's weird to us. And I think it, I think it was in our favor to be able to see everything from the outside. Mm -hmm. So we saw everything from the outside and for what it was, right? So when I say like nothing like that was happening anywhere else, that's, that was true at that period, nothing like that's happening. And now flash forward, you guys, a lot of you guys have had to grow up in front of... Like Sage just said today, you guys have literally seen me grow up and it's documented. Mm -hmm. Like you've documented... He's got like four episodes where every time he comes on, you can see him like grow. Yeah. Gavlin's first interview ever was on this show. So, and then to see like Europe and then like now she's this adult and she's... And it's like talking to SP last night about that whole... People want to hear what I said at 15. That's... I understand the frustration of that a lot for him, right? Especially for him, because that the fan base was what it was, right? And not everybody grows with you. But when you when you look at it, when you yourself look at it, do you do you notice the things that are happening around your peers and the energy that's happening? Because it seems like it's it's obviously building up again. Yeah. Because people are coming to age. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. and you said you don't necessarily see yourself doing this forever. Well, not this form of whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, for sure. But like monetarily wise, making a living off of this, did you see like the team thing as a necessity? Like I have to get a team because I've reached a point where. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so it was you literally hitting that point? Yeah, definitely. It was just too much? Yeah, I can't. 
I've already reached a point where I can't even like be at a show alone. Like I have to. Yeah. Have to have. Um. Thankfully, I have a uh, homegirls that have been my friends forever and yeah. down to help me out. They believe in what I do, and then I have like Fourth Beats and Kevin and Locally Girls. Yeah. That, that also back me up, you know, and that just came with time. And I think like me finding trust in my friends and them, uh, you know, wanting to 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 help me out as seen necessary, you know. Are you? Uh do you have siblings? I do. How many? I have three siblings. Okay. Are you like the... Where do you fall? I'm like in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The oldest, middle, top. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like... Um, does your family get what you're doing? Yeah, they do. Like they all see it? Yeah. Well, dad is a DJ. Dad's um, a DJ. Mom. Yeah, mom and dad are like number one fans. Was your dad mom a critic? Uh, At all of your music? Oh, no, he loves my music. Yeah? From like, the beginning, he yeah. was like, it's... I'm all in. Yeah, he has nothing bad to say. Is mom creative? Mom is cre actually mom is creative, and that's where I got my artistic um, creative. Like, from. like not physical from arts, like <laughs> like drawing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would, uh, I'd be uh, super young, in, like second grade. I'd see my mom like drawing, and sketching. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was graph. That that was the original element that you got into. Mhm. Mm yeah, for okay. sure. And that was what you're describing as you got more from her. Yeah, um, well, like from the just drawing on paper aspect, which mm -hmm. is like the first style, I guess you could say. I was yeah, trying out, obviously, right. like you, you know, do yep. your thing on paper before you try aerosol. Yeah. Was there something from that creative process that transitioned you to music and vocals? Like, is there some part of the experience that's similar? Uh, I think just um, being like in the whole like graph scene, like a lot, the two like most popular genres I feel at the time. Uh, at least when I was doing it was hip hop and punk. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's where I got more into it. Yeah. And then I just really gravitated going to a lot of shows when I was younger. And I was like, all I spent my money on, the little money that I made, I would just go to as many shows and festivals as I could. Right. So okay. I've always been a fan of music. Uh, Yo, princess. Uh, with the polka dot dress, not impressed, not impressed. by the oversized flex, it's not the, sex. not the sex, it's your oversized text, the way you fuck up a wall, you yeah. really open yeah. my chest, you're my bittersweet princess, you're naturally lit, dewy as skin, always slipping out of my grip, booty and hips, the more I just can't handle this shit, moody ass bitch, I'd love to take you out for a spin, I got a couple gold cards we could go through, yeah. couple rainbows we could roll to, yeah. you want the same road, you we could both move, yeah. but you would starve on your own. Una perra the way you hogging the bone, but I still love you, girl. Come on, let me make you part of my world. Everything about you makes me want to put a pause on my girl. Dandle in distress, who's never stressed out. Let me be your man, I'll puff my chest out. And all you gotta confess now is... Let me go and holler my confession. Deliver me from sin, cause I'm a blessing. A bag full of peaches. Summer girls chilling by the beaches. Come on, yo, I'll race you to the weekend. This is my redemption. Let me go and holler my confession. Deliver me from sin, cause I'm a blessing. A bag full of peaches. Summer girls chilling by the beaches. Come on, yo, I'll race you to the weekend. Miss Go Big or Go Home. Catching power ups in the local. A day without a woman's bad, we both know. Nonetheless, forced to fight patriarchy in a dress, but you use it to mainly mark me by my sex. I'm zooming over Daisy Hills, you're chilling up at Shy Guy Beach. Yo, what's the peace? There you go, try to deny my lead. Not every princess is a victim from the crime I see. You're the bitch who needs to be rescued from.
from a guy like me. You think I'm looking for a hero, but you're looking at a villain. Mad savage when it comes to all my feelings. You can pull your banana skin while I overlap you because I plan to win. Don't matter if I'm feminine or masculine. I'm better than half of them. The rest is just a joke and I just laugh at them. Trying to get to know me and I just rap at them. Robust or bust, not giving a fuck. Better than lust. You could beat the game with Princess Peach. Yo, who better than trust? Let me go and holler my confession. Deliver me from sin because I'm a blessing. So is, is it the live performance element of it that attracts you to creating music the most? I, I think that definitely has something to do with live music because of how many live shows I wanted to go. I just yeah. wanted to see everybody and anybody I could. I'd go to the, the big festivals, to the tiny little bar shows in Victorville, you know? I, I just wanted to go see as much. Were you by yourself a lot? Uh, no, I usually go with my friends. You had like a, a group of people like, that you guys went? Yeah. So did they know that like this, like the music bug was kind of bubbling in you? No. Like, I didn't the, like you were essentially... I, I didn't have, I, I didn't have any aspirations to make music. Okay. So Rev said when she, she said one of the things which I found like really interesting, she said everywhere... Everybody around me was rapping. Mm -hmm. She's all, we, that's just what we did. Everybody freestyled, everybody yeah, rapped. Yeah. And that was the same for you? Yeah, for sure. So. We would freestyle. Yeah. And you were you in, all in from the beginning? Were you like, yo, I want to freestyle? How, like, yeah. Right from the beginning? Mm -hmm. As soon as I spent my like first couple like sessions in a garage with like, four dudes yeah. freestyling for three hours I, I, like, decided, I'm not gonna sit here. I decided right then and there that I was gonna learn how to freestyle yeah and I taught myself how to freestyle okay so and and you you're well known for the ability to do it is let me ask you this because I love to talk to people who can freestyle well can you describe because we're still looking for the best way to describe it what is happening in your mind for you when you're in that zone like when it's the like, freestyle is just pouring out of you it's like a movie yeah yeah it's like i'm just kind of so like, you're visually seeing it yeah like i'll even like look around in the room and it's like my mind is already just leading me towards the next the object, next thing you know yeah or that's like one of my like um i guess styles or techniques of yeah. freestyling i'll kind of look around and see what it is but most of the time when um when you're in the zone and you're like just keep going and going. It's because it's um, just flowing out of you, basically, yeah. for lack yeah. of better terms. But you're, but you're the best ones. Like we, we know, we have a really good friend named Rick Scales, and he's one of those guys who can, you know, like there's a lot of them around that can just go for days. Yeah. It all makes sense. It sounds like his records, and he, like I asked him, like, is it visual? And he's just, and for him, it's not. Like, we've heard a bunch of different ideas. I think Chesky said he just kind of, like, blanks. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I guess I would kind of be more so yeah. like that. Yeah. Was there, when you first decided that there was, like, you're going to learn this, you're going to figure this out, can you remember the first sort of mental breakthrough that you had? That, yeah. That, that light bulb moment, like, like oh, oh, shit. I got it. Yeah. I was in a van. Yeah. And we were smoking. And we were freestyling. Who was I, it? It was just me you. Me and my homies. Yeah. Me and like some some goon homies. Just a night out. Yeah. And what happened? And then I just um, just kept going. 
And everybody was like, oh, like. There wasn't like some sort of a thought of like, oh, wait a minute. Once I was able to do it, um, it was kind of like I just couldn't stop after Like that. a breakthrough right. happened. Right. Like That's Steve, weird. Steve 760 described it as, what do you say? Imagine you're looking at a cornfield mm -hmm. and there's these crops of corn. It's such a white dude way yeah. of describing it, by the way. So he's like, shout out, Steve. You're milky. He said, um, he's like, you're looking at this cornfield, and like, you know, you can't just run into that. It's just like, it's crops. Those things hurt. So he's like, you just start running, and you trust that it's going to open up, and you just keep running. That's pretty this? tight. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was it's almost like That's jumping off tight. of a cliff. It's like things just and moving I, out of the way for you. Just, yeah. For your energy. Every time you say right? cornfield, I just think of interstellar. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that. I mean, you got to be tapping into. I mean, because to me, I feel like it is. It's very spiritual when I see somebody going off, because you can, you can see it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's yeah. basically a DMT trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, absolutely. Uh, so at some point though, like you're into freestyling, you're, that energy is what's attracting mm -hmm. you, and and more than anything, live performances, that's what inspires you. Mm -hmm. At some point, you make a decision that you want to record some shit, and yeah. that's a whole different. Yeah, ballgame. that's a big leap. Yeah, that that took a while too. That took mm -hmm. me like that took um, my homies pretty much talking me into it uh. because I already had some friends that were uh, making like really 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 independent music at yeah. that time i already had like pretty much like the same dudes that i knew that did graph they are already doing their own thing um hip-hop like wise yeah and none of that attracted me they had a uh set up little home studio in their closet for yeah. forever and i had no like desire to go in there and lay anything down that was just them doing their thing mm. what wait why because I, I don't know, I didn't, I, I just liked to freestyle. I didn't like to write anything down. You liked the moments. I like the, I, I liked being on top of that, off, like, off the dome. You yeah. know what I mean? Even one of my homies was like, yo, you got the, you have, like, the, the voice, you have delivery, like, you should try, you should try writing something. I, I even associated, like, writing your bars as, yeah. like, oh, no, nah, you're whack. Like, yeah. if you're, if oh, you're wow. not spitting off top of yeah, the yeah. dome, like, that's, I don't want to Because that's it. what was around you. That's interesting. Yeah. Because that was, like, my, that was my version of rapping. Mm. It was just totally, like, I, the first time someone gave me a microphone, I didn't even know how to hold it. You know, <laughs> yeah. my version you of rapping. It? I'm sure I held it so awkward. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, I still I haven't like, figured it out. <laughs> my version of rapping was yeah. in a circle. Yeah. No, this is the interesting yeah. part, is that uh, you're describing your upbringing, you were shy. Um, there's still elements of that here, by the way. Like Absolutely. She's, she's calculated about like how much words she needs to use <laughs> in order to communicate what she needs to communicate. Right. Um, so it's funny that like with the when it came to creating art, you were more attracted to the part of it that was a social experience. Right. Whereas, Which would get her out right. of the... But recording the music right. and producing is a lonely experience. You're Like you said, you're in a closet. <laughs> you're on a computer yeah. screen. You're writing alone. And so here is this like... Why would she want more of the same? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, almost, it almost feels like the thing that attracted you to creating music to begin with was a social, tool yeah. to escape that shyness. Yeah, it could be. could be. For but you, sure. But you haven't I mean, escaped it completely yet. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably always yeah. have my, like, or is, is pullbacks. But know? is it on, like, um, like on a more serious... Is it... Do you deal with, like... Because we ask everybody on the show, do you deal with, like, anxiety and depression? Have you ever dealt with it? 
Um, I think everybody's depressed in their mm-hmm. own way. You know? Sure. Um, but I've where do you feel had, like it's... I've definitely had my turmoil, my experience with that. Yeah. Um, especially uh, in the beginning of me making music, I was, I think I was going through what I would consider like the most um, transitional part of my life, mm. which caused me to feel super fucking depressed for about like half a year, I remember. Um, and that was also like the first half year of me making music. What What was the trend? What like was it like just because you were leaving I was, high school? Leaving no, what What was happening? Um, I used to like I used to fuck around a lot when I was younger. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I drank a lot. Mm-hmm. I drank a lot of alcohol. Um, you know, other shit. Um, my mom's probably listening, but <laughs> um, I decided to stop drinking alcohol. Okay. Like and, cold turkey? Mm-hmm, yeah. You just said, I'm done? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, like the Did next... you feel effects from that? Yeah, that was that. Because that. That, that that's was, usually what happens. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I like, I think I lost like 25 pounds and I was like super depressed. Yeah. And I was, I, I don't know. Now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, cool. I was just experiencing life. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that was that stage that I went Well, through. there was definitely like physiological things happening though too because that's that's exactly what happened to me when i stopped i i cut cold turkey yeah and uh, you've been drinking a little while longer though. yeah oh for sure <laughs> yeah. for sure and um but when i quit cold turkey physiologically like i didn't know this but like i, I dipped into depression i was mm-hmm. like had crazy anxiety mm-hmm. but in retrospect now i oh I'm, i was also coming off which by the way is the only drug to this day we know this because numerous singers have lost their lives because of this yeah but it's still the only drug to this day that will kill you if you are severely addicted and you stop you cannot stop drinking amy winehouse there's yeah. tons of people who've died because of that yeah. that's and why i don't want to quit yeah, just keep going, bro. Yeah. You're doing fine. I'm good for now. Yeah, you're sober now. Yeah, ish. Day by day, man. Day <laughs> by day. But okay, so you you quit, and then where are you at in life? Like life wise, is is are things clicking or are you happy? Um, you know? No, I was like, I think that's pretty much what had contributed to me quitting. Is I was like. I was really into um, really into graph, but at the same time, I was also really into getting fucked up and being with my homies and and like I had no had no goals, no plans. Like I had, you know, I've always had a job and I yeah. always had a car, so I was able to maintain that. But other than that, like I had no, I had no. I had nothing like I and I had gone from being somebody who had like you know things going for them and and then I think I just kind of like let this fell into this hole which a lot of my friends um you know sure. went through is basically like just getting fucked up every day and and running the streets and um that was my story and then I had kind of like just went down so far deep that I realized like oh fuck if I don't get out of here like something's gonna happen to me, you know. So. Wow. I mean, but why do you have that? Like, why do you pick? Why do you think your mind picked that kind of insight? Was it just seeing that for sure it was happening that people were? No, I had you? already like been. I had close, already. Close the thing call. is, like, I had already been experiencing things. Yeah. And use alcohol to like forget about what like had numb happened. Like numbing. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Got and you. it it been it had already just been too much. Yeah. And so yeah. when I stopped. Um, 
the, there was nothing to numb it anymore. There was no numbing agent. Mm. And so I was like, just, I had to like relive the past like five, six years of me, like just running amok and, and the things that had happened. And it was kind of super like crazy how it happened. But like the month that I stopped drinking is the same month that I walked into like my homie's little closet studio and recorded like the first 11 bars I ever wrote. Wow. Yeah. Wow, because there's stuff that wanted to come out of you, and you were numbing yeah. it, stopping that flow. Yeah, I think that's what happened. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's, it's interesting because we we've heard so many stories like this on the on this show, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's weird to me still, like in this day and age, right? Like how much, how much like the general public downplays like whatever you want to call it i choose to call it just energy or whatever it is but how much they downplay it on how it physiologically affects you and um you know anybody who's ever dealt with like anxiety in crowds knows that's usually what it is it's an overload of too much Mm -hmm. around you for sure and like it's weird okay so you're you're dealing with this like heavy shit you're coming out of this you you step in you record first of all were you dope that first time? Oh, my God. I was so fucking sick. Like, yeah? Yeah. Like I, like, I listened to my first, like, few recordings. Yeah. And they're so sick. Like, did you? But did literally you, the first time we've ever had that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I never, I'm, I mean, I don't want to, like, you know. Yeah. I've just never have. Really where does where does that come? Where you're does. Always, you're always confident that you're dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about delivery? I had it, and I think that contributed for me being able to freestyle. Yeah. Mm. You know, the cadence was there. Did you notice that people around you didn't hip, necessarily have it? I was such a hip-hop head, like it was... You had already studied it. Wasn't it. Gonna, it wasn't going to... I wasn't going to do it if I didn't know how to do it, you know? Wow. And it was there. Wow. So you... Okay. Even, like, the homies that I that had been making those songs like prior to me like yeah. i would start doing little songs with them and everybody would be like yo just do it by yourself don't put them on anything. wow wow and that was like so the first few joints that i did they were all feature songs because i didn't know how to um write like verses or hooks yet hmm. so you had to be on somebody else's song basically well it was the awesome part about it is that like the dudes in my crew they um made original beats so i already the first person that i made music with was my own homie and he makes original beats wow he's made original beats since the beginning so i also didn't have to rap on any youtube ripoffs yeah i've always just made original songs so okay so like putting a lot of this stuff together right like now it's it it is super clear why people would be confused like because because there is that part, right? Like, I remember hearing that, too. Like, Vel has, she always has beats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've always had Yeah, beats. yeah. But most people, again, equate that with, like, a certain amount of, like, professionalism already. And, like, because people who aren't part of it, yeah. you know, they don't know. Like, if you just, I, I, sometimes I have to remind myself, we live in this world so much that it is very weird for somebody to pick up a phone and be like, hey, what's up? Come check out my event. Or, you know, like, oh, I'm sharing all my SoundCloud shit or I'm sharing, I'm getting shit on Spotify. Mm-hmm. People don't know what the fuck that is, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And when, so when they hear you like, oh, wow, she's got produced beats, like not like these other rappers that they can compare them to, mm-hmm. it seems like, okay, the, maybe the package is there already. Like mm-hmm. everything's done. Yeah. She's just, you know, 
and now we know. Yeah, I just walked, it was like I walked into it. That's, wow. That's, I mean, it's even more amazing, but do you feel, now I can also see like, I don't, I mean, neither you or I are like ever talk about like regret much, mm. but I, do you see looking back at the path and going, oh man, like I didn't, <laughs> you know, like, the, yeah, a lot of shit could have fucking happened. Or do you yeah. even care? No, I, I, yeah. You mean like regret, like, do, like coming yeah. into this? Yeah, for sure. I've written songs about it. Yeah. I've written songs about, like, the, um, you know, becoming the person that I did after what happened for me and and where I came into. And if I wouldn't have ever done that, like, who I'd be instead. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. The, so Malcolm Gladwell wrote uh, The Tipping Point. Um, he talks about how there's a very small percentage of artists in every field that are actual prodigies. Mm, um, I believe that. Picasso was a prodigy. And like mm. a lot of, um, a lot of the world has this concept, like they have this feeling that most artists just come right out of the womb and start painting perfectly and start mm. rapping perfectly, do, doing all of it. And they're famous. And before you know it, it all just falls right into their lap. But what Malcolm Gladwell was arguing is that it's a very tiny percentage. Most artists are falling on their face over and over and over, right. for fucking up it's over a and over. series of failures. Until they get better and better. Right. And I can tell you, like, this is episode 305 <laughs> of the show, after all the years we've had, um, I think we may be speaking to our first prodigy. Because this, yeah. you pretty much had it from right in the beginning. Literally just had to get out of your own way. And what, the way that it is with you, mm. and it's, this is interesting, the majority of the population, not our listener base so much, but the majority of the population out there thinks that your path is the normal path for yeah. artists. Yeah. Whereas listeners it's the only to this path, show, really. yeah. listeners to this show are yeah. more in the know and they like behind the scenes information. They know that this is the rarity of the rarity. Right. Where right out of the gate you're confident, right out of the gate you yeah. know exactly what you're doing. Because they've heard 300 episodes that proves yeah. that. Yeah. Every other guest we have talks about, like, and, and it's a source of pride for most of us, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's like, I was never going to be that good until I fell on my face over and over and over and figured out my voice. But you, at some level, were already aligned. Certain things were already aligned for you. Your, your parents were the perfect combination of parents. You were at the right mm -hmm. generation in your siblings. Where Even like the friends saying like, hey, you should, yeah. instead of being like, nah, right. fuck that, don't let her do it. Right. Like they were like, yeah, you, you, didn't, you didn't have, have everything haters. lined up. You didn't have haters in your close circle. Your immediate circle was like, go do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it all lined up. And they're still like my my biggest supporters. Yeah. Because it, it, it could have been a complete disaster, yeah. right? Like it could have it been. It is for most people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. The I, normal rite of passage, I would argue. I, and I know a lot of people like that are dealing currently with like a level of fame. Like mm. what comes with that. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, the fucking shit could hit the fan if you do not keep your head. Yeah. Like, it's just real. Like, okay. we have enough of examples now yeah. where, like, if you don't, like, take care of the garden, yeah. everything dies there. The other like, thing everything. fascinating is that, again, like, we were, we interview artists from your generation. Mm. It's, it's still fucking weird to us to have, like, your, your second generation hip-hop. Like, your dad was already yeah. hip-hop. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's still fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, that now hip-hop is old enough to have to spawned yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. generations. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, but but that's you already came in with that backing, and yeah, and, and, and here's the other and part the that's timing wise, right? Like so crazy. Yeah, and then the other part that's extra fascinating too is again, like you have this clear idea that you're gonna you're gonna ride this wave for a while, yeah. and at some point you're gonna switch lanes, which. Previous generations because I'm had a this person. thought of. <laughs> no, previous generations had this thought of. Yeah. Once I make it, I'm a rapper forever. Yeah, I'm good. They're not thinking about whatever comes next. Yeah. But you're you're already. Yeah. You were thinking it. about it before you even started. I already knew as soon as I started that I wasn't gonna make rap music forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was just gonna be like my, what got me to where I needed to be. When did you know you could sing? Actually, um, singing was like my first musical experience. Mm. So when I was in elementary school, I sang for my school choir. And you knew already, like, oh, I have at least a voice. Yeah, I think like in third grade, that's when you can enter the choir. And so that's what I did. And then I think when I got to fourth or fifth grade, you were able to try out for like a much smaller. Yeah. It was like a chamber choir. It was like 10 students. Yeah. And I tried out and I, I made that. So that was like my, and the only reason why I really liked it is because A, I like to sing. It was kind of easy for me at that time. And then B, we got to go on a lot of field trips. So I got mm-hmm. to leave school early. Good call. Yeah. You know what's funny is like you can call. sing and like we, how many rappers have we talked to who are like, man, I really wish I could sing. Kind of yeah. got into rapping because I couldn't sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's the like you, yeah, you already could sing. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to get into rapping. Yeah, I, I never, I knew, like, I was able to, you know, sing, hold somewhat of a harmony, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to be a singer. Mm. I even, like, made it a point to my, like, my mom would always tell me, like, go on American Idol so you can get me a house. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I would get, like, booed off so quick. Like, I knew I wasn't, like, hitting no Mariah Carey. Notes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of liked harmony. And I was... I think that contributes to my mom like playing Fuji's. I remember being oh, wow. in like like sixth or seventh grade and like writing little like uh, the Fuji's uh, had just released their album, so I remember writing like names of the album on a paper and yeah. putting it in a dictionary and giving it to my friend like, listen to this, like this is so cool. That's what so. I I have a thought and I could be completely wrong. Um, my in regards to when you sit down to write a song to actually create a, an original piece. I feel like your process is one where you kind of very quickly get an idea of what the song's going to be as you start writing it. Yeah, for sure. Like, okay, So no, this is why that's different, and it's interesting. Um, and this is what I'm noticing about your general like thought processes. You, do you play chess? I don't play chess. Okay, well, if you played chess, I should play chess. the kind of you should play chess because I think you would probably fucking kick at ass at chess. Yeah, I'd yes, probably be good at it. because it's all about knowing five moves ahead what's going to happen, and I think that that's where your brain is generally wired. Mm-hmm. So even like sitting down and writing a song, you're not just like start vocalizing, start writing rhymes, see where it goes. Like you already know like this is going to be the song. This is the end goal. I'm going to reach that end goal. You have the same approach to your career, same approach to the way you interact with this thing that we call reality. That seems to be where the alignment is yeah and that's the fascinating part about how how you operate so i wonder I, like i'm dying to know like i wonder where I'm that bummed, comes man from. i'm super bummed what why? that i know all this stuff now yeah, like because yeah. i've been thinking about it i'm like why does this yeah. like is it disappointing yeah. no she no it's just like i finally <laughs> found out like yeah. wow like that is because there's some assumptions i knew some things were completely off yeah I, I think it's super interesting about how much stuff did happen to fall in place. That shit is super rare. But the older I get, the more I realize like how much of that we control by what we put out. 
you know? So even during your hard times, even when you were being whoever it is that you were, mm -hmm. there was this inner attachment to, I mean, you know what I mean? Like people go down that route and sometimes that's the end. I have plenty of friends who've gone down that I'm just drinking, drinking every day yeah. and they don't survive it. Yeah, for sure. For some reason for you, you not only did you like survive, but you cold turkey like that's and then like I said then you walked into the studio they were like yo that's dope and then you were dope <laughs> off the top yeah so okay so this is and this is why so I want to ask like uh, some weird yeah. questions here wait 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 hold on hold on okay. I, I want you to do that too okay. uh, you want, uh, here still not you're still not smoking what's no on? not during the interview because oh. <laughs> I'm at work Chris <laughs> <laughs> six years what do you want <laughs> They're, they're listeners, you know exactly what's happening right now. They've heard enough describe. of these episodes. <laughs> You've been listening to a hip-hop podcast for this many years. You know exactly what's going on in this room. Yes. We were handshaking. It's me. We we're passing this. library books back and forth. If you're into hip-hop, you know that you handshake every once in a while. And then we go, hip-hip-hooray. Hip-hip-hooray. Uh, um, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before, go, ahead, so, go ahead. So the thing I was saying is, like, to know now that... I think this is super dope, though, and I think it's... This is why... Like, when I meet artists and, like, I know they may not be, like, into the, like, interviews. Because I'll tell you right now, I fucking hate them. I've had to do a few. Interviews? I fucking hate interviews. I just had, I, I did pretty fresh. And we have to, we have to get interviewed pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah. For that. I uh, love oh. interviews. I like attention. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I fucking hate it, right? And so, um. Why don't like, you send me instead? But I understand the importance. Because. And this is, to me, has always been the beauty about doing this show. It allows me one thing for sure. I could do whatever I want and then explain it. Yeah. Every time. So it takes away walls. So, like, if they, if I try some crazy shit, I'm just going to come and tell you what I was thinking when I did that. And I think that's the one good thing about, like, the technology and the speed that it's moving right now. Because you can consciously... And without losing your integrity, control your story now. There isn't really an excuse. You know what I mean? It's literally, if you feel you've gotten to a point where you're okay talking about your story, you can control the whole narrative yeah, all the sure. way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's like a very powerful tool because, again, you're one of the most requested interviews we've ever had. Um, so those people were asking for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever whatever they were getting from the records, whatever they wanted, they were trying to fill in blanks. And that's what this does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Word, you win today. <laughs> You're the big winner. Um, you had good questions? You know, I'm, I mean, honestly, we've answered a lot of these. Really? You had questions ready? You've never done that. No, no, it's, it's not what I'm looking for. Are you I'm just reading for. your tweets? No, no. Oh. He's checking um, his tweets. No, I'm because I'm. I, I think. Can you read a slum the resident tweet too? By the way. Yeah, we'll we do end? that. Okay. Let's do that before it's over. Okay. Uh, no, I. Because I, I, I think that, I think Vel is what's considered a um, intellectually gifted. Okay. So. Oh. Okay. So I yeah, was looking at. Uh, no, I was looking at there. When I first discovered this years ago, there was only like two websites talking about it. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's there's a lot. Fucking seven thousand. So I'm not finding one that's clear, but. Um, there's certain characteristics and certain traits about like the brain wiring. Um, like here's a weird one. Are you like especially sensitive to like clothing textures? 
clothing textures. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, like... If, like, something's itchy, it's like, oh. Well, yeah, I for you sure like have, like... you, like, soft shirts only? I do, and, like, yeah. super soft shirts. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, so, yeah. itchy shirts, like, the tag, like, I like tag. Worn-in pants, I like shoes. Worn in pants. Do you wear your shoes until they're done? I do. There you go. For sure. So, yes on all of those. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not I'm not finding, like, a good website, like, this immediate second. But, honestly, I'm, I, I think that that's what it is. I think mm. that a lot of your approach to it and it's it's brain wiring it's like a certain thing about the like mm -hmm. the brains of certain people on the planet are wired a certain way right and yours is a problem solver like you she might not be able to spell for shit yeah <laughs> well no here's the thing <laughs> or she doesn't know math I, or something I can, I can no, no uh, maybe just, she can't balance on one left leg it's the biggest misconception that um i'm super athletic are you oh yeah I'm you were yeah you were into that okay um gifted gifted people tend to think like like they might not do well in school at some point so they think that you were doing well earlier yeah, yeah until, until, checked until out. i you know yeah picked up and then the I just satan's tobacco and started smoking fucking it fucking satan's wacky tobacco that was your problem <laughs> but i think that's a lot of what it is though and I, your brain is wired that way vivid imagination those are all parts of it um are you concerned about the state of the world I am, definitely. Okay, that's important. Yeah. Like sure. it bothers you, bothers you? It does bother yeah. me, absolutely. I've seen you be, well, vocal. Or what? It, I mean, you tweet about it. So I guess it's not vocal. Yeah. It's modern day vocal. Sure. So, yeah, I've seen you be vocal about, like, your opinions on things. For sure. Um, what are some of the strong, like, the things that you're the most concerned with, like, right now? Uh, you mean, like, globally? Yeah. Like, other, well, I mean. Like, what bothers you? What keeps you up at night when you're thinking about, like, fuck? That's fucked up. Like, what are those moments for you? Like America's current state. Yeah. And like what really fucking bothers me is like all of the, um, you know, well, our president fucking bothers sure. me. Sure. For sure. Sure. I'm sure he bothers a lot of people. Yeah. And just uh, like how we've succumbed, like come to this point of like where being racial is. Norm. It's, it's fucking normal. Right. And it's, it's like, it's really fucking sad that we have to experience that right now. Yeah. And it, it just like, um, you know, like how we have KKK on the street mm. and it's like open. It's so crazy to me like that, that, that America had, is still in this place. And I've been able to like travel outside of the country and I go other places and right. they're looking at us like, whoa, like what the fuck is going on over there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, I've heard from people in different countries that, like, it just scares them. Like, seeing what's happening here scares the world because if this shit hits and the we're, fan here... And we're, like, you know, supposed to be, like, the best right. country to live in. Right. In ways I feel... A lot of ways I feel when I leave the country, I'm like, damn, like, their style of living, like, their state of mind is much more pleasurable to live in than having, yeah. like, you know, the ability to become a rap star, I guess. Yeah. Is it, I mean, has that ever crossed your mind? Like, maybe to live abroad? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, that, is I, that going to happen? I can tell you right now that 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 is going to happen. Yeah. And um, one of my very first interviews on B-Side, they asked me where I saw myself in five years. Yeah. I specifically said living in another country, making music in a little, you know, little crib of my own. Yeah. Kicking back, drinking coffee. In the Didn't, morning. um, we had, who's somebody, I think it was either J-Row, somebody from the Alcoholics lives there. One of, if one of the members, we talk to them, and they teach there. They're like, because you can get a stipend as an American artist, like if you've had... Where? In France, I believe. I think yeah. they're in France. And he teaches there at one of the universities, and that's just what he does now. Yeah. Like he just teaches and makes music and kicks it. 
And he's like, dude, I've never had less stress. Yeah. I mean, what what are you, in this day and age, with all that stuff happening around you, how much time do you get to, like, pay attention to your own stress? Like, are you a person who manages stress well? Um, I've definitely gotten better. Yeah. I've gotten so much better. What, um, do you, what do you do to, like, like, to help that? Do you meditate? Do you, like, yeah? Yeah, uh, in a way, like, my own um, form of meditation, sure. I guess. I kind of, like, you know, like, bring forward everything that's bothering me at the moment when I'm completely alone uh-huh. and, and talk myself through it. I talk to myself a lot. Yeah. I talk to myself maybe more than a normal person. Sure. But I feel like everyone kind of talks to themselves in a way. Yeah. And I and my favorite thing to do is like drive, and I'm always driving, huh. and I'll just like talk to myself the entire time. We just thing. talked about that on the way up. That she's a crazy person driving no, around talking to herself. No, I'm saying that you're like, yeah, some people like to meditate when they drive. Yeah. yeah and I was I was we're, like, we're yeah. Talking, yeah, we were talking driving. about people who drive long distances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of those people. So yeah. I've also always traveled between LA, IE, and even Orange County. Yeah. Um, and so like. When people don't want to drive like 20 minutes, I'm like, yo, I fucking drive like three hours a day, you know, like it's nothing. Yeah. And some of my favorite things to do are, is during like driving. Like I, I like to, um, I taught myself how to freestyle during driving. And then, um, I like, I'd even like write songs while being in the car, you know, um, I like smoking weed Mm -hmm. while I'm driving. And it's just like a allegedly, law, law, law enforcement yeah. authorities. And also, not, driving reminds that. me of like um, road trips, you know, like yeah. going to other places. And I think that's like my favorite thing to do. Traveling, is, moving, is traveling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what I I reap the most like um, happiness from music is is traveling. Yeah. yeah. Ah, that's uh, he shoots photography for the same reason. Yeah. Because he wants to travel. Like, yeah. ultimately, I want to stay traveling. Like, it's funny. Um, I'm thinking about, like, like when you said Laced with Pearls, when that came out, I remember specifically, like, I was, I had just started working with Bonnie. And I remember having conversations with Bonnie about, like, and it's so weird, man. Like, it's it's weird always when you sit down with the person because, like, I always wonder what it is like from your perspective that conversations are happening, you know what I mean? Like, about you, about, like, you know, like, people are breaking down the record, and this is what she meant, and this is how it goes, right? And obviously, at this point, you know, that's just what comes with putting out a record. But it gets extreme. I've read YouTube comments, you know? Like, I told Reverie, like, that. I mean, some of the comments I've read on her page, like, you... You want to think this can't be a human being, like, saying Writing this shit. Things, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, it and, turns out I mean, they're real and out, they voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it turns <laughs> out a lot of them aren't. Yeah. They're just bots. Um, but it, it's it's weird to see that and have that kind of energy come towards you. Are you able to block it out at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Do you believe in, like, blocking somebody or deleting somebody? Or do you do that? Yeah, I think even um, before I used to be more lenient where, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even, like, like some, I would tell, like, people were probably throwing me shade, but at yeah. the same time, I was like, whatever, I don't even care, and then I just come to realize, like, whoa, that, I guess that's one of the perks of social media, you can actually fucking just block somebody, yeah. you know, yeah. like, well, fuck you then if you yeah. don't like this shit, you know, but really, at the end of the day, it doesn't really bother me, and I feel like, like, maybe... 
at least 70% of the hate that I would get in the beginning, which is not a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I, probably, I even didn't even really have haters until like three years in. Yeah. So the first time somebody was hating me, I was like, wow, okay. Okay, now I see like yeah. where, you know, they come from. Yeah. Like, a little bit of success. But in the beginning, they, people would only, the only thing that they would say is like, oh, I don't like the way she looks or she's fucking ugly. Or, and I'm like, yeah. So then it, it actually made me happy because I was like, whoa, nobody is dissing my music. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, that, that's the only thing they could say. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good, you know? How, how, how long did it take for you to, um, because obviously there's these like, Eventually, they're going to be very classic videos that you put out early in your career that a lot of people point to as like trend setting. They're like people have copied a lot of the stuff. Like how how long before you were comfortable? Because we were just talking about this on the way up, right? One of the things that we kind of agree on is like One how of, we don't agree on much. we don't agree on much, <laughs> but how hard it is to to fucking do this. Go. Okay. Okay, hey everybody! Like yeah. Chris is holding after his a while, right? Listeners. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to doing. a camera, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you'll put up Instagram where you're just looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind when you're doing that? Like when you're like, I'm just gonna post something. Like, how do you get comfortable? Like, give advice right now. I like, guess somebody who's technically professionally working at this is your profession, like. What advice would you give to somebody who needs to start doing that? Mm-hmm. Like it's a part of their, you know. I mean, it's 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 probably like the thing that I found most struggling is like finding confidence, and especially being like public eye. And yeah. I think that had a lot to do with like the type of graffiti mentality that I had, and how in that in that um, element, yeah, being visually like open is is everything. Is you know you don't want that, oh you know? like you're not oh. you don't, don't want to be you oh you mean not, you're not supposed to you be mean as a person yeah. like your yeah. identity oh your identity. yeah 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 so and because I felt like that was like my 110 percent like uh, state of mind was in yeah. that form it took a long time for me to find that comfort and like start letting walls down and like being more visually like out there you know yeah. being more of a public figure and realizing like okay like. I can do this, you know, like I need to start like this is what's going to be like my career, basically. This is what's going to like help me generate who I want to be so I can do other things that I've always wanted right, to do you right. know, other than making music. Um, and that took a while. And I, I, I still struggle, but I've definitely have gotten a lot more comfortable in being in front of a camera and, and like even doing interviews is something that I also didn't want to do in the beginning. Sure. Either. Yeah. Um, we know we've been chasing after you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Rev said, uh, I think the the advice she said was don't don't review, just post. Like to get into the like the practice of posting. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like she'll say, just talk to because she's like notorious for just waking up and being like, hey, what's up, and then putting something up. Yeah. And yeah. I've always looked at that like, wow, that's fucking like that takes brave. Like you have to yeah. be brave to do that. Yeah. You know? I think it's like also like personal choice too. Like, yeah. You know, there is a lot of people who preach all day on the phone, and I've seen multiple artists do that. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's it's actually like it's good, you know, yeah. it's in for good. But then, I don't know. At the same time, I still find um, like uh, hypocrisy. I still find yeah, there's definitely yeah. hypocrisy, and then I still find like comfort in like not always 
being like open like right. that, you know? It's probably always going to be a part of yeah. what you do, right? For sure. Right. You have your, your, like, your tighter social circle, people that are closer to you in your life, and those are the ones that you enjoy exchanging energy with. But yeah, like, absolutely. You know, holding a phone and speaking to a camera feels <laughs> draining. Um, you mean like alone? Like sure, yeah. Us? But just like talking to an audience, talking to your fans. But you're yeah. doing if it through I a phone. If I was going to talk to people, I'd find more comfort in talking like face right, to face. Right, face. Yeah, face to face. Yeah. Sure. But you're a professional musician who's on social media and has to talk to the internet. Yeah. You know, and however they take that in or yeah, however they... Yeah, I don't know she does. But no, 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 I'm saying, but you do, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, you are doing this. You're currently doing it. Yeah. So, like, when you... Like, the actual practice of, like, I'm going to record something. How do you just... Basically... You I know, don't... I When he'll record me, like, uh -huh. you know, doing something, I'm like... Are my eyes open? Okay, they're open. Good. That's it. Yeah. The same way with somebody, like, I have, like, I don't know how many people ask me for a picture at a show. Uh -huh. I just ask them if my eyes are open. And I won't, they'll say, do you want to look? No, I don't want to look. Yeah. Are my eyes open? That's, okay, that's fine. That's I don't great advice. Look. Your tongue is also out. Yeah. Because I just, like, like, the tongue doesn't matter. What am I going to, oh, I don't like that picture. No, yeah, yeah. another picture. Like, I don't, well, a, I mean, I don't, you've seen that, though, right? I've, I've seen, seen that, that many I've times. I've seen that okay. multiple times. And, yeah. You know, like if you're taking pictures with friends, okay, that's different, you know. But if it's just like some, then I, I you know, just I just want to make sure, like, yeah, the the I usually I'm, I my eyes are kind of like a little <laughs> closed, but as long as they're, you know, that's that's, that's good point. That's important. That's dude. Um, I feel good about this interview. You feel uh, good? Do yeah, you? I'm all right. I, I feel I think like so. I've been on some kind of roller coaster. Uh, do you? Really? <laughs> that's, that's normal. The roller coaster right? emotions, yeah. Welcome to Crappy Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we bill seventy five dollars an hour. It's what we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I see fourth. Fourth, you could be next, man. Yeah. We're gonna oh, book you, you soon. Oh, you know, fourth is even. If you think I'm, yeah. he's even. Well, put it this way. Put it this way. We there had, are no words. We had we we had Loudon. Yeah. We had early Loudon. Yeah. Oh. Classic Loudon. The Loudon that I like. Oh my god. The shy. And I just did before a whole, he was buff. I just did a whole. Apparently, <laughs> Chris doesn't like Loudon now. I did a whole project yeah. with Loudon, so I've spent so yes. much time with Loudon. Amazing music, by the way. Thank you. Check out the project. Um, is that what you're giving us to play on the show? What are we? What are we playing on the show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're That's gonna send music. in music, right? Yeah, yeah. What have they been listening to? Do you know what you're gonna send us yet? No. She doesn't know what. <laughs> you whatever it is, it's dope. Obviously, she told you yeah. it was dope It'll from be, when she started. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is very Loudonish, by the way. He was also the same way. He was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna figure it out. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. He learned to DJ in two weeks. So, fucking let that He's, sink in. For sure, he he yeah. figures out a lot. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're looking forward Except to having the you. the hairstyle. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're looking forward to having you back on, like, I don't know, in a few months, in a year. <laughs> 10, 15. Like, see what's going on after you release the project. This time, we're just going to lock you in. We'll hit you around, like, the time you're getting your Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be like, yeah. we'll just have to wait till then. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much, honestly. Thank you. It's been, been amazing. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right. You may now flush the toilet. Lately, I've been feeling some type of way. It's like I've been contemplating your days and how I've been observing you working.
and you with Tim Raging. How you think you could go and save me? I'm free to deliver my statement. I'm still the same person you referring to. But you got your plot twist to mix, so sick, so fix it. Turn it up, listen. Burning some incense, working the mission, researching my victims. I'm like this idea, lit up like Ikea. See, yeah, I'm right here. This ain't refurbished. What I'm serving you is all the original critical, critical moves. Never the typical blues. I'm sicker than you. Never the typical blues. Yeah, I'm sicker than you. My primary color bleeds the same time every month. Like I recognize that your fucking flex is a sign that you're stung. I'll terrorize that your gut, frighten your future son before his life has begun. Might remove the one so it dies at the front. Demise of your legacy starts when I'm rhyming it heavily. I'll deprive of your anything for it might see the sun. Collection.com. Collection.